Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character... As we do every single week, we talk their good points and their bad points, and we just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Shun Mian. <laughs> See, what the listeners don't know is that you actually said my name backwards, and then I reduce, I reversed it in the edit, so... Who, who's to know whether that sounded good or not? One of these days, I'm going to say it normal again, and it's going to be weird. Because yeah. I just decided to just start entertaining myself. Well, that's the thing. Like, I throw you weird comedy bits every week. And then yeah. you throw me just messing up my family name. I, I, <laughs> well, I just want you and all your ancestors to probably be ashamed of themselves. Is that, oh, we are. Is that too much to we ask? We all are, Connor. Oh. All the time. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I deserve <laughs> a lot of pain. <laughs> you know, that positive note, Sean. What is Hero Zero? <laughs> Oh, this is where we take one comic book character every single week. Uh, you normally take DC characters. I normally take Marvel characters. We just give everyone a bit of a rundown about everything to do with that character. Last week, I did Kate Bishop uh, of yes. Hawkeye fame. Uh, and this week, Connor, I can only assume that you are doing the DC character... Oh, God, there's so many. Uh, if you... By the way, you have to pick someone, but you're going to make me look bad or good, depending. If you make me look bad, if you're like, you picked a joker, <laughs> like I didn't. <laughs> Kilowog. Well done, but it's not Kilowog. Uh. No, <laughs> imagine a Kilowog episode. Kilowog. Four minutes um, long. <laughs> I'm doing a little lady. Now, you might know her. She's pretty, she's pretty famous in amongst DC. And I think it's probably one of the biggest badasses on all of DC comics. Because I'm doing Talia Al Ghul. Ah, okay. Yes. I know Talia Al Ghul. Uh, mm. a, lo- a lot of people do know uh, of the character. She's been in a lot of media over the last 
like 20 years. So she first appeared in 1971. And when she first came in, it was more of like, like the Silver Age of comic books, really, when yeah. she first came in. And during that time, she was mostly basically just like a helper to, to Rish. Or Raz, if you want to get real specific on it. Ras. Um, Ras Algo. Rasputin, as I will name him for the rest of this report. <laughs> so, there's definitely someone like, that's not right. You have to say Ras. Incorrect. <laughs> um, I might mix it up throughout the report, might say it different ways. But basically, Talia was just like his daughter, his helper. And it wasn't until the events of Crisis on Infinite Earths, so that's around 85, 86, that she became one of the more popular characters in DC and was redesigned into, like, the Batman lore and everything. Um, And with that, it's very interesting because a lot of people know who Talia al Ghul is, Mm -hmm. but probably don't know, like, a lot of specifics of the character itself. I probably fall into that camp where, like, I've learned a bit mm. about her through just her, her cropping up in various media, but I couldn't tell you a thing about, like, her backstory. So, I mean, she is the daughter of Raish Raz Rasputin Al Ghul, and she's the mother of a certain Damien Wayne. Damien Wayne. Um, Noted prick now Damien I be doing, Wayne. <laughs> I would be doing pre New 52. Uh, Talia Al Ghul I will not be doing post just because I find that easier and this is kind of the Talia Al Ghul I grew up on all that jazz that's fine so you do whatever you want um, buddy yeah thanks bud um so much of her background is not clearly explained uh which is interesting because her history is relatively well known so it's one of those where she doesn't really have that many comic books explaining anything to do with her background but people just kind of talk about shit that she's done so you never okay. see anything. But there's no, like, here's how Talia Al Ghul got her start. There's no comic like that. Not really. And it's one of those interesting characters where everybody knows, through osmosis, like, a lot about her. But they don't really know any specifics. There's a like, guy, oh, yeah, that's, that's Rage's daughter. Yeah, that's interested with Batman. Right, Lady okay. Um, so um, the story goes that uh, Rage met her mother, uh, sometimes referred to as Melisandre at the Woodstock Music Festival. And uh, she was a woman of Chinese and Arab descent. And her mother died soon after her birth. Now, in one version it was drugs, and in another version, I'm pretty sure it was like an assassin. Because there's going to be a lot of assassins in this story, Sean. (laughs) Gotta get with it. (laughs) Right, so Raish called the assassin, or someone else called the assassin? I think it was an enemy. An enemy of Raish. Right, okay. Who was an assassin, who killed her. Um, after her death, Talia was taken care of by her father, of course, and she grew up basically travelling the world and learning all the skills of the Master of the League of Assassins. <laughs> Pretty good, I would say. I would say that's fairly... It's a fairly good homeschooling, I would say. Yeah, and I think what's really interesting about Talia is that, like, although she's a member of her father's criminal empire, you could say, and one of his closest advisors as well... She's often shown as not very convinced of, like, his genocide ideas. Like, good. Talia is <laughs> Talia's what, probably one of the most 3D characters in comic books, in that she has lots of different facets of who she is. It's not just she's a villain, or she's a hero, mm. or she's even an anti-hero, because sometimes she's just an absolute bastard, and at other times when it suits her, 
she'll be the biggest hero in the comic book. It really just depends of who's involved in what scenario. That so it, it's not a general idea yeah. from her. She's not. She doesn't pick a side. She just does what suits her best at that time. Exactly. And so, like, one of her reasons for her doubt in her father is kind of basically Batman, who has a calming influence on her. And so, a lot of people know Talia al Ghul, Batman, very linked in terms of romantically. Yes. Um, and she sees him as, like, I'll probably get into it more, but he has a ca- he has an effect of maybe genocide isn't the best way because <laughs> the man I love seems to have a different a viewpoint on the world. So and she's <laughs> caught between like two opposite ends of the spectrum. Right. Okay. So Batman is like save everyone, but it, like stop the bad people. And Rache is like, if there's no people, there'll be no bad people. <laughs> Exactly. Now her her massive, but she's also willing to betray Batman at a moment's notice as well yeah. because her her biggest degree of loyalty is to her son, um, which also she's betrayed him before as well. But look, we'll get into all of it. But yeah, one of the most like well rounded characters that you never know what the fuck she's gonna do yeah. until afterwards when she explains. It, you go, yeah, I can see that from her point of view. That's exactly so what actually she makes Don't a good point. The old no genocide yeah. thing. So, <laughs> so her first appearance in the Silver Age involved a villain named Doctor Dark, and um, Dark has two Ks as well, so you know he's cool. Was he an arrow? Um, uh, doc- no, that's Damien Dark. Sorry, you can um, you can see Dark where I got it with from. A H. <laughs> what a lunatic <laughs> sentence! <laughs> it's so obvious. You're so dumb. God, Sean, you Ridiculous. don't know anything about comics. Fucking hell, you fucking nerd. <laughs> um, so. So, um, her first appearance appeared uh, in Dr. Dark, who claimed to be the head of the League of Assassins. And he had kidnapped Talia, and um, what happened was Batman had intervened to save her. And it was later revealed that he was not in fact the leader of the League, but rather he was one of Raish's soldiers who had basically uh, stopped joining the League of Assassins. He got kicked out of the League because he failed his training. He failed on a mission, and then he fled. And he basically turned on Raish and kidnapped his daughter. And Batman saved her. Okay. And this was the first introduction of Raish al Ghul to Batman. He's kind of like, who the fuck's that guy? That's interesting. Yeah, he, he took so, on a League of Assassins member, essentially, and lived. Yeah. So soon after, Rasputin appeared in the Batcave <laughs> and admitted that... I'm going to change every time. And admitted that he needed help, as Talia had been kidnapped again. Oh. And... However, this was a staged scenario, as Raish was curious as to whether Batman was a worthy candidate for his daughter's love, and as the potential father of his grandchildren and heir to his empire. Holy shit, so they've met like once, and Raish is just like, no, this is the dude, this could be the dude. Because Talia kind of showed an interest in him. I was like, yes, he's interested. Right. And Rachel's was like, my daughter's romantically involved. If she's interested in you, I need to suss you out immediately. Because you will be the heir to the throne. I guess, yeah. And presumably he was, like, he's got to be happy with, like, peak human Batman, surely. I mean, he is. And so Batman uh, turns up and he files Dark's plan. Mm. And... Rage is like this is the guy 
Like, I'll, the great irony about Rachel Ghoul is that he's never going to give up the Empire because he just keeps reviving himself, so he never dies. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, but he still but, makes um, these plans and has these contingencies. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, when I die, they'll take over, kind of thing. Um, and so uh, Batman saves her, everything's going well. And Dark is um, being taken away by the authorities, but he turns around the last second and he's about to actually kill Batman. Um, he's going to attack him. Just like what what those last ditch of like the villain is in handcuffs, he's like turns around, he's like one last throw, roll the dice. Yeah, Talia shoots and kills him immediately. Basically, showing she's not a damsel in distress at all. It's just a plan that he'd be like, I wonder if Batman can save her from this situation. <laughs> but right. um, it it shows two things: one, Talia's a badass, and two, she was raised by the League of Assassins, so she's never going to be a damsel in distress. And two is that like she's. Uh, she is very much interested in Batman. So she's like, she just kills this guy. Like, do not harm Batman in my presence. Yeah, but that also does set her apart from Batman then in that, like, she she will use guns and she will kill. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, they, I mean, cannot mention as much the League of Assassins in this. Um, very so very Batman, lethal organization, the League of Assassins. It's kind of their thing. It's their main thing. Fair so, enough. When Batman travelled to Switzerland with the purpose of capturing Raish, Talia became aware of his intentions, and with Ubu, Ubu's help, I, I never know how to pronounce that, uh, it's Raish's uh, right-hand man, she prepared Raish's body for his return. Return, exhibit, quotation marks. Batman arrived at their hideout, and Talia informed him about Raish's death. He's dead, man. Like, it's fucking gone. Batman doesn't know anything about this. He's like, okay. <laughs> As Batman was leaving... Talia joins him, but before she leaves, she activates a machine that starts the resuscitation um, by placing him in the Lazarus pit. Um, now, Talia needs to be there when Raish returns to life because she's the only person that can calm him down from the madness caused by the Lazarus pit because it drives you insane. Yeah, um, using so it. it's a roll of the dice every time he goes in, but Talia's fairly confident she can fix him. Yeah, and so um, she basically, uh, her and Raish get out of there because they're like, Batman's on to us. We need to get the fuck out of here because he finally tracked them down. Um, and they travel to one of their desert bases, but Batman soon locates them. Raish tra- challenges Batman to a duel to the death um, and Talia couldn't help but cry at the sight of basically like the woman that or the man that she's now like madly into. For some reason, she just finds him very attractive just because he's a hero, but she also is not meant to like that. Yeah. And then, on the other side, you have her father who's trying to kill him. Batman is eventually defeated because he's stung by a scorpion and uh, the unfair. venom goes through him. It's a bit unfair. And Batman leaves, Raish leaves Batman to die, but uh, Talia provides Batman the antidote behind her father's back. Um, oh. And this is the first time where she basically betrays Raish. She chooses Batman over him, basically. Her own father, yeah. Uh, And when Batman recovered, he finally captured her dad. But he spared Talia. Because, like, she saved his life. Yeah, I owe you one kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, And so that's, like, the very first time where you see, oh, she's different. Because she's willing to betray the head of the League of Assassins, who she follows every command he ever gives. Because he's the League of Assassins leader. Other than that, we're like, anything to do with Batman, she'll just do whatever she wants in that moment. I mean, that's cool for, as a character, because it sets out, like, no, she does have her own agency kind of thing. Like, she can make like, these decisions. 
And what's an interesting thing is like there was one time where she was serving uh, as a servant, or she was posing as a servant for the penguin, um, and her ultimate goal was basically to raise enough money to release Raish from jail. But right. while she's doing that, um, Batman is hunting penguin, and she works with Batman and helps him capture penguin. Okay. So she's like doing criminal deeds to raise money to release her genocidal father. But then on the side is helping Batman capture Penguin for like petty crimes. That's very so. It's all about a means to an end kind of thing. It's like, no, this is what I need to do at the minute to get this job done. Uh, yeah, but, exactly. But for Batman, I'll just help him out because I like him. Yeah, exactly. And so it kind of puts boredom <laughs> in a very strange situation because Batman's also like, I'm gonna like capture your dad. <laughs> like he's a fucking maniac, and yeah. you're also a maniac, but. Ah, oh, fuck it. Ah, oh, <laughs> something about you, kids. <laughs> something about you. Um, and so Talia was eventually drawn, which we're going to get into the story known as Son of the Demon now, Sean, which ah. is one of the most famous Batman stories. I think I've read some um, of this. Uh, Talia was eventually drawn to Gotham City after she learned that the international terrorist known as Quaid was operating there. While in Gotham, she comes across Batman, and the two of them work together to bring down the criminal. And their quest brings them to meet with Raish, and Batman learns that Quain was the man who murdered Talia's mother. So, that's the whole thing. Right. Um, after Raish and Batman agreed to work as allies, they're working as allies to bring him down. Because Batman's like, okay, this is a bad dude, and you also want to capture him, so you're probably less likely to kill him when I'm here. Batman and Talia have been working together for a while now. And they consummate uh, a, a marriage that they have. A marriage. Um, now, wait, they got a, married. There's a lot of there's a lot of weird things going on about a weird marriage. Um, it's been retconned in comic books, but right. it's very much like like she like date rapes him in terms of like they drug Batman and then they they try to they marry him off and then they try to get him to like consummate the marriage then. Um, oh. Now that has been written out of comic books, as far as I know. It, it was retconned completely. Right. Um, in terms of that, I think I think they just got. I think it was a secret ceremony that they they worked out in the end, and they got rid of all the drugging. <laughs> Good. If you can get rid of the drugging, yeah. I would say do so. Yeah. Uh, and so they right. they consummate the marriage because Batman's like she's turned the corner. What, sorry, what's she, consummate she's mean? Now. <laughs> they hug right. and so a few weeks later Talia learns that she is pregnant and she shares the news with Batman and Raish and although they're joyous about the news Batman decides to stop the manhunt for Quaid the criminal to protect Talia and the baby and but Talia's desire for revenge was stronger than her love so wow. she wants revenge more than she gives a shit about like she's like Batman why the fuck are you stopping he's like I don't want to go into we're about to have a child. We're gonna, yeah. I'm not going to look after this assassin. We're going to stop for a second. The one time Batman is human. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's wrong for uh, it. <laughs> and he's wrong. So, in order to get Batman's help, she lies to Bruce ah, about having lost the baby. No. Um, yes. Fuck. And this news sends Batman into a vengeful rage, which, which culminated in Queen's death. Um... I think it's meant to be not by Batman's hands, but by Batman's hands kind of thing. Oh, okay. Um, so Batman lets him die, basically. Yeah, he's he's very angry. He's a very angry man. Um, although the mission was accomplished, Talia couldn't re- stand revealing her lie to Bruce, and she allowed him to believe. 
that they no longer had a child, while also forcing him to remain away from her. And so secretly, months later, Talia gives birth to a beautiful baby boy known as Damien Wayne, many people's most hated character in Batman. I kind of like him. I think he has Um, a, a a, a bit of a charm to him. But he has a bit of shithousery, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm about that. Um, so, this is the birth of Damien Wayne, and this is their child that they have together. It's basically intrinsically links them forever. Um, and so, after there, there's a small story actually where Bane enters the League of Assassins, and of course, Ta- Raish sees Bane, and he's yeah. like, I'm marrying Talia off to you. <laughs> You're the, <laughs> You're the coolest. The now. You're the coolest. You were raised in a cave. Um, uh, however, Talia rejected uh, Bane, regarding him as merely merely a cunning animal compared to the more cultured intelligence of his predecessor. So she's still like, Batman, I, you can't see me. You're, you're not allowed to see me anymore. But also at the same time, she's like, yeah, but this Bane guy isn't as good as Batman. So yeah. she's always, I don't know, she's always kind of playing a game at some point. And does she know that Batman is Bruce Wayne? Yes. Okay. She does. Oh, but yeah, like, Raish knows that immediately. And so... He just like, it out. He turns up in the back half to start the whole story. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And Batman in the next fight actually defeats Bane. And then this is when Raish agrees that ba- Bane was unworthy. Um, of, And so he's like, okay, Batman, you're back on the table for the Empire. <laughs> but I was like, yes! But Talia's <laughs> like, in. you can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> no seeing me um, now so what happens then is there's a little story known as Red Hood Shot which is also concurrently going on so Damien Wade born that's already happened Batman doesn't know about any of that mm-hmm. at the same time Jason Todd has died at the jo- at the hands of the Joker beaten so to Batman's death with a crowbar and then exploded unbeknownst to him he's created a Robin but also lost a Robin <laughs> around the same time um, Batman brings his body back to Gotham and buries him with the rest of the Wayne family. However, Jason, Jason was resurrected through, and you're not going to like this, a time-altering event related to Superboy Prime. We're not going to get into it. It's a whole thing. You think Marvel um, is bullshit, Connor? I mean, it's, it's comic books. Nobody's ever dead. So he's brought back to life through bullshit means. Um, he, although Jason has returned to life, his body and mind were still broken from the Joker's attack. Beaten mm. with a crowbar to death and blown up. That'll <laughs> do it to a man. To yeah. Out of love for Batman, Talia took Jason to her father and Jason spent months in the care of the League of Assassins. Oh, Although no. his body recuperated, Jason's mind was shattered. So seeing no other way to help him, J- Talia took Jason to the Lazarus Pit and threw his body in while her father was regenerating himself. Jason was fully revived in both body and mind. Immediately after, to spare Jason her father's rat, she aided in the boy's escape. And she actually aided Jason financially and provided information in order to help him recover his life back. Done Jesus. all because she didn't, she's in love with Batman. Yeah, she was like, this is basically Batman's son that I'm helping here. Yeah. Now, she won't let him see his actual son. She doesn't, even, he doesn't want him to know that he exists. No, no clue but, at all. But it, it's like, you know, I think it was probably more guilt that she's like, I'm not allowing him to see that and he's lost a son. I'm going to help him in my weird fucked up way by bringing this son back to life and making him crazy. Yeah, because he is crazy after the Lazarus. Like he's, 
He's angry and vengeful and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he becomes Red Hood for a long time. Now, New 52 makes him more anti-hero. Like, he's part of the family. He's basically the Punisher. Yeah, but before that, he's, like, Stone Cold Killer. Like, if anyone's seen Under the Red Hood, the movie, read the comic book, I think, like, he's like, why are we not killing the Joker? Like, we should just kill the (laughs) Joker. Just kill the Joker. It's not that hard. Solve everyone's problems. Um, to kind of tell you how highly esteemed Talia's held in DC, uh, Lex Luthor runs LexCorp. Mm-hmm. And when Lex was president of the United States, he needed someone to look after LexCorp while he was gone. And he chose Talia to run LexCorp. Wow. All of LexCorp. Because she's seen as one of the smartest human beings alive. And um, does he know she's in the League of Assassins? Oh, he knows. Oh, okay. but he's also like you're dis- because she had become. I think she was disillusioned with the league at this point, so she's like a free agent, right? Okay. And he's like, and he's like, you're the smartest person currently on the market, and I, I'm a genius, but I can't run it. I'm the president. You can run it. Now, sounds good. You're like she's working with Lex. She must be evil. She, although she seemingly supported Luther, Talia was also secretly working to undermine him, <laughs> anonymously leaking news of his underhanded dealings to Superman. On the side. My God. Um, and when the time came for Luther's downfall, she sold all of Lex Corp's assets to the Wayne Foundation, leaving Luther penniless and his crimes exposed. <laughs> so she took down Lex Luther on her own, basically. <laughs> yeah, like, she's just not someone to underestimate. Like, Lex just thinks, oh, she's smart. She'll look after the company while I'm gone. But she is a lot... Like, Lex just sees her a lot. She's a villain. She's like us. Yeah. She has her own motives. She doesn't give a fuck about like stopping Batman or Superman. She doesn't care. Yeah, she's, she's, about... she's kind of ruthless. Like she will just get it done. And she and she's like giving information to Superman because she's like, ah, yeah, it might be funny though. She housery. Get what's coming to him. Yeah, and so I. This is really where um, the main story comes in of. Italian. That is the fact that it was revealed that Raish, in fact, had another daughter uh, who you, people will know from Arrow, yes. uh, Nissa, um, and that she also had interest in her father's criminal empire. And this is really where Talia kind of has a bit of a bit of an issue because Nissa comes in and she's the other daughter of Raish, and Talia's always like the chosen one. Now she's no longer the chosen one. Now there's two of them. Yeah, and so. At first she befriends Talia, but then, um, after several months of like befriending her, pretending everything's cool, Talia lets her guard down, this is my sister, it's all good, um, Nissa kidnaps her and brainwashes her into killing their father. Using the Lazarus Pit, Nissa kills Talia and resurrects her over and over and over again, basically Fuck. driving Talia insane. That's twisted. Yes. So That's kills really cool. Her, kills her. Yeah. Lets her come back to life. Kills her again. Lets her come back to life over and over until Talia basically loses her mind. Jesus. That is the long game. Like to yeah. get her to let her. Just months and months just for one chance. Because once she's killed once, that's it. Like, And then it's just resurrect and kill, resurrect and kill. Yeah, that's it. Over and over again. It's insane. And so. Like, she could just stand there with a machine gun at the side of the lake. <laughs> just ready to go. <laughs> blowing her away. Um, and it works, because Talia is basically, I mean, she's driven insane. And she disavows her love for Bruce. 
and both her and Nyssa take over the organisation. They become the head of the League of Assassins, uh, replacing right, Raish. But Talia is still insane at this point. Yeah, and she's like, doesn't want anything to do with Bruce. Doesn't want anything. She's like, I'm now the leader of the League of Assassins with my sister. And she's like, full evil. Because she's been driven insane. Yeah. Um, from then after, she considered Bruce her enemy. And she actually joined the Secret Society of Supervillains as one of its core members. So she's got, like, she's just been fully, like, taken away from all of her, like, 3D-ness. Like, now she's just evil. She's just, like, she's comic book evil now. Yeah. Um, Now, Nyssa was actually killed by Cassandra Cain, who Mm. I can't remember if we covered that in the Cassandra Cain report uh, at one point, which left Talia alone. And she had control over the whole empire. Fuck. But now she she's still still not all there. Not quite right, um, yeah. But over time, she became more and more aware of like who she used to be, because without Nissid around as well, like the brainwashing kind of slows down. Yeah, it wasn't this constant wear and down of her kind of thing. So she slowly starts coming back to her old self, and she resur- res- resurfaced in Bruce's life and reveals that they had a son. Damien, here's your son Damien. And she he's says. perfect Robin age. Although it was true that Damien was Bruce's son, Talia only introduced him as a matter of deception, hoping that Batman would be distracted while Talia kidnapped the British Prime Minister. On Holy the side. shit! Um, however, Damien made a lasting impression on Bruce, leading him to accept Damien as his son. Um, although Damien remained with the League of of assassins for a short while after. So you have to remember, Damien is raised by the League of Assassins from birth. It's all he knows, but he, like. But he's Bruce's son. So he gets introduced to Batman and he's like, wait, you don't kill. What the fuck is that? Like, What's we, wrong with you? <laughs> we, could just, we could just kill. We're all assassins, are we not? Like, you're, like, really talented. Um, <laughs> and, and Jason Todd's just there like, I know, right? <laughs> but that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> I was trying to tell him. Um, and so... There's a one. There's also one point where Raish tries to put his body or his psyche into the body of Damian Wayne. I read that. I did read that one. Yes, um, that's called uh, the resurrection of Raish Al Ghul, yeah. um, and they try to use the White Ghost, which is a servant of the League of Assassins, as like a third party. And this is really where Talia's like, Raish, you're fucked because yeah. Raish is cool all like, you're going to take over my empire, and you're going to be the next big thing, and then when you die. Damien will take over. He's going to be raised as the next heir. It's going to be amazing. But the first chance he gets, he's like, I'm going to kill Damien. I'm going to take over his body using the Lazarus pit. And then I'll be young again. And then I'll be me, but in his body. And she's just like looking at him like, you're going to kill your old grandchild. <laughs> just, just to, to stay keep alive. living. Even though you've lived yeah. for thousands of years. Yeah, because at the, at the heart of it, Rage is always a coward. Like he just never wants to die. Yeah, he's just and afraid so, of death. Yeah, and so this is the main point where she's like, oh, like, this is a bad dude. And during this story, she actually leaves Damien with Dick Grayson and Tim Drake, and her and Bruce go off to basically stop Raish. And it's at this point that they all, Dick basically becomes, not friends with Damien, but he's like, he he kind of breaks down his walls, because Damien's always like, I'm way better than all of you, because I'm his actual son. Yeah. I don't have to talk to him. Like, what are you? Like, Dick Grayson. Who the fuck are you? Tim Drake. He just adopted you. I'm actual blood. And I've been raised by the League of Assassins. I'm way better than all of you. Um, 
And the two of them slowly start breaking him down to the point that Damien kind of likes hanging out with them more than he likes hanging out with the League of Assassins. Because they actually treat him like a person, presumably. They, they call him, They call him like, he's an idiot. But they'll say you're an idiot. Like, everyone else treats him like a king. And that annoys him. That he's like, why do they not... Why is that... Because he sees da- like Dick Grayson as like a piece of shit in the shoe. And he's just yeah. like... Why is this? Why is this servant talking back to me? And Dick's like, "Who the fuck are you, kid? Shut up!" <laughs> so um, it's with all this he kind of starts to like hanging out with them. And during this fight, Talia actually fights with Batman against Raish as That's well. Pretty cool. So it's like a weird sto- side where she's on the side of the heroes, which is good. Um, now the main story of Talia in terms of when Batman passes away. So this is during Batman R.I.P. So there's a whole story, if anyone doesn't know, in like 2007, 2008, of Batman dies and there's a whole big vacuum in Gotham and Dick Grayson has to take over as Batman and um, there's no Robin because Tim Drake and him... Dick Grayson basically looks at Tim Drake like, you're not my Robin because like, we grew up together. It's weird if you were my Robin. Yeah. Um, and so when Batman passes away... Well, first of all, when when the first sign of Batman even being in trouble by the Black Love uh, Company or the party who basically try to kill him, Talia's immediately in Gotham with Damian Wayne and she turns up, the the two of them basically turn up like, what's happening? Bruce, talk to us. Why are there people trying to kill kill you? (laughs) Yeah, who do we need to kill to stop this happening? And unfortunately, they don't save him. Batman is killed. Um, But within that, she leaves, Damian tells her, I want to stay here. Um, and she does not, she's not a big fan of that. Because she's like, why? And he's like, I want to stay here with the family because they need me. Like, this is where my father used to grow up. I want to see from his point of view what's going on. And um, so while this is happening, Dick Grayson makes Damien his Robin. Mm-hmm. And this starts probably my favourite Batman and Robin comic book run and I've talked about before um, it's Grant Morrison I'm pretty sure um, but it's the 2009 run it's like 26 issues but Dick Grayson as Batman is jokey and Robin with uh, Damian Wayne is all serious so it's the roles are completely swapped and Damian just never takes Dick seriously but he's like the Robin he's like yeah. you're an idiot this is clearly he's what we should do he's the sidekick like yeah. he's taking um, control or trying to take control um, so what happens is Talia turns up and she does not like this. She actually puts a bounty on Damien's head because she's like, you betrayed the League of Assassins. <laughs> Fucking hell, By man. staying in Gotham. This family. <laughs> yeah, like, it's all fucked. And it gets even worse because she actually then really reveals that she's been cloning Damien. What? At, that, at ho- Yes. Um... Clones because a clone saga, Connor. She sta- she started cloning. She started cloning Damien after realizing that he had completely sided with his father's circle during the confrontation, and Fuck. was no longer her son because it was always just the two of them. Like no matter yeah. what Raish did, they were always together. And now Damien's kind of left her as well, and she will literally die for Damien. But she'll also be like. I'm willing to kill Damien and clone him <laughs> to, to do what I'll still one. have a son at the end of this. Yeah, um, so she was too much of a perfectionist to love her son after he defied her in such a manner. And Talia declared him no longer welcome in the house of Ghoul. Um, at, and that's kind of the going into the New 52. 
of how it ended. Now, since then, there's been a lot of changes, but that's kind of my my version of Talia is like a very layered character who just kind of alternates between many different kind of motives at any given moment. Yeah, like she, and I see what you mean that you get most of her backstory from her interactions with other characters, and it's like she's just always there, and mm. she's always just doing her own thing, pretty much. I think the one time that she went out on herself, like when it's not about Damien or Batman or Raish, and she's like an amazing character herself, is is when she takes over LexCorp, and that's, yeah, and what becomes cool there is she's feeding information to other superheroes. But, like, she's chosen because of her wits. Because she's a genius. Um, and she does have genius-level intellect. That must be said. That's one of her powers and abilities. Um, and uh, she's a regular human, no superpowers. And repeated exposure to the Lazarus Pit has left her in peak physical condition. Um, perhaps as advanced as Bruce uh, or other elite heroes. Okay. Um, they've, they've also increased her lifespan. So due to her training, she's, like, a master in armed and unarmed combat like you do not want to fight Talia al Ghul she will fuck you up she will destroy um, you <laughs> she will destroy you she's also like unkillable because if you kill her they'll just bring her back to life uh, she's also sure. a master tactician um, and I mean she's just a master of st- yeah, strategic ability she's also just able to run any crime organisation you want <laughs> any organisation you want she's a, like a proper like just leader yeah um, now, my favourite finish of uh, Talia's life is kind of the most... I think the most poetic finish has actually happened. Animated version is uh, right. Batman Beyond. And it's an episode called Out of the Past. Um, and I don't know if you know this one, but there's an episode of Batman Beyond, which is, of course, set in the future. Old Man Bruce Wayne. Yes. And Talia al Ghul shows up, and she still looks, I don't know, like 30. And... Bruce Wayne's like 75 or 80 or whatever he is in that show. He's an old man at and this point. He's an old man. And she shows up and she's like, Bruce, I'd like to put you in the Lazarus pit just for a few seconds and we'll knock like 30 years off your life and you'll be back to your prime. And, or like, we'll make you 40 again. Like, yeah. Not, not like 20, but like we'll make you 45 so you can be Batman again. And Bruce is kind of like looking at Terry, like, <laughs> like you're Batman, but like... I I'm really want to be I'm Batman. The real Batman, and it's this really interesting dynamic because you have like Batman's like, I do kind of want to be yoga get because I want to save Gotham, but at the same time, I've kind of passed the mantle over. I'm helping this young kid. Yeah, what do I do? Um, and so they go through the whole episode with her, and she basically convinces Batman to go into the Lazarus Pit, and he does one dip, and he, I think he goes back to like forty five. And he's like slight grey in the hair, like black, but like slight grey either side. Um, And him and Terry have a scene where they like start fighting together side by side. It's like a really cool scene. But you find out at the end that it's not Talia al Ghul. And I think in the most poetic end ever, it's Raish al Ghul in Talia's body. Because it got to the point where he sacrificed his own daughter to take over her body to to basically keep living. To be young again, basically. Because he could no longer put himself into the Lazarus pit, otherwise he'd be lost. Like, it gets to the point where once you use it enough times, it just, there's no point. Like, you just go insane. That's and so ridiculous. He, what he wanted to do, and this is Raish's plan all along, he transferred his mind into Talia's body, because he was willing to sacrifice Damien, so through yeah. weird magic. So, he's like, so it got to the point where he was like, okay, I'll just sacrifice my own daughter, because I don't have anybody left. 
So he takes over her body. And the plan was they were then going to take over Bruce's body. And Raish was going to be in Bruce's body, who was like 25. Fuck. And then be Bruce Wayne for the rest of his life. Um, and I think that's probably like... When I think of Talia al Ghul, I always think of that story, like the saddest end ever of like she was sacrificed by her own dad. Yeah. Like, she she follows every word he says for the first few issues of the comic book. As long as being a badass herself, but like it's it's a false prophecy. Like she's never going to become the leader. No, it's all empty dead. promises because it, it's all empty. Ray, she's just so selfish at the end yeah. of the day. Man, um, that's yeah. that's sad. <laughs> yeah, but Talia al Ghul, one of the most interesting and probably like just coolest characters in all. And why Batman's Rose Gallery is so good is that she's just one of them. Like. That is a really 3D layered character to just have there. But if she doesn't show up for 100 issues, nobody thinks anything of it. But if she shows up once, you go, oh fuck. Okay, oh, Tally is serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The League of Assassins are here. What's going on? That's really cool. I, I, that, again, like, I didn't know. I knew about this character. I didn't know what this character was about, though. Uh, mm. So that's that's really good to know. Um yeah, it's criminally underrated, I would say. Like, I feel like Raish yeah. gets a lot of the attention in, like, general audiences. I think she's the much more likable one, but, like, she'll also chop your head off. <laughs> most of the time, she doesn't like most people. She trusts very few people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she doesn't trust anybody. But she just likes Bruce Wayne a whole she lot. She likes Bruce Wayne and Damien Wayne. Okay, and so I, that's two. Yeah, that's basically two. <laughs> she, she, I don't think she likes Nightwing. <laughs> or any of them. <laughs> can take or leave him. Uh, no, that was a really good report, Connor. Would you like me to take us out? Yeah, please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Hero or Zero. We will be back on Monday with Movie Mondays, Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, and next Friday with another episode of Hero or Zero. If you want to support the show, you can support us over on Patreon, and you get access to things like movie commentaries and things over there. Uh, there's also the Twitter, at Heroes for Hire Pod, the four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Divilman's Discussion Group. Uh, or you can go on the Instagram which is Heroes for Hire podcast but the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist just a one please and I think that's about it Connor I think so so I have been Connor Lawless I have been Sean Meehan I shall see you all next week guys bye bye hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.